0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and we are here to go over the slate for Thursday, August 6th, and we have five main slate games we're going to be discussing and, boy, we've got a lot to discuss. And I am joined with uh, joined by uh, the one and only Mr. Andrew Hansen. Are you ready to just dissect this? Our brains are working overtime
1: to look at this slate. Yeah, they are. I was going to say Wednesday, but you're right. It is the Thursday slate. Yes. This is doubleheader Wednesday to get ready for Thursday. We did the golf podcast earlier this evening, PGA Championship coming up. So check that out if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, still time to make some lineups because it's a West Coast start. But for uh, NBA, yeah, we got the Thursday slate, a five-gamer, kind of a unique one where they're not including the early game on either site in the main slate so instead of a six game slate that's starting early around lunchtime we get a five game slate starting at 4 p.m eastern um so a little bit tidier a little bit easier to do our research yeah i love it i mean especially since
0: tomorrow the pga open so we you know with it starting later like around nine uh we get to watch a, a bunch of golf and uh you know, who knows? So, yeah, definitely te- catch the PGA podcast. It's our, It's been up uh, for a couple of hours at least, and uh, you will have time locks at 9 a.m., uh, which is unusual. Usually it's at some kind of ungodly uh, hour on the East Coast uh, for golf. So catch that. Also, I want to mention, I, for- I forgot to mention on the last podcast, uh, I had the pleasure of doing uh, uh, interview-type podcast with our Australian uh, brothers over there with draft studs that they've launched in Australia. And uh, if you have a chance to catch that, it was just a blast to do it. And it gives you a little bit of insight, sort of uh, what got us to this point with DFS Coach Talk. Uh, it's a lot of fun and, and uh, really appreci- appreciate Lewis and the guys over at draft studs. So you can find that on our Twitter uh it's it's uh just search at draft studs as well and and that uh podcast is up there so all right we're going to dive into this sucker i uh, want to thank our uh presenting sponsors mybookie.ag it's a place to go for all your sports wagering and casino action uh go to either mybookie.ag or dfscoachtalk.com use the promo code coachtalk no space in between all one word, and you get a $1,000 match on your first $1,000 deposit, 100% match play. And uh, you also get a $25 free play just for being a listener to DFS Coach Talk. Also, our brethren over at tvg.com, the number one horse racing site in the world, and they have an exclusive offer only through DFS Coach Talk, The best thing to do is go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com, click on the banner that says uh, risk-free $300 bet, TVG, and that is exactly what it states. You put $300 in, bet it on a horse. If it loses, TVG refunds that entire $300. Can't beat that for building a little bankroll. So we love those guys. We appreciate uh, all that that they do for us, and uh, we look forward to continue to grow with them. Um, Real quick, three-step process has plenty of time to work for tomorrow's action. We're going to post this uh, podcast here uh, probably around uh, 1 a.m. Eastern, so it'll be up all the way until uh, that main game slate at 4 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. So definitely catch uh, the podcast, and then you can follow us throughout the entire day tomorrow. Uh, just for all of the news, and there's a lot of news, and this you know, th- this leads me to the point of uh, you know, Andrew and I talking before the podcast and at the very beginning here. There's so many moving parts right now, Andrew, and that's that's something that I think is going to give us a big edge, but it is tough because you've got this unique scenario, it's never happened before, we've never had a bubble eight games left in a regular season to prepare for the playoffs. So you've got multiple organizations and coaches doing completely different things. So be aware of that as we're doing these breakouts of each game. You've got teams that have decided now they want to rest people and rotate people in. You have teams like Portland playing for their playoff lives. You've got other teams Uh, you know, like Milwaukee that is, you know, really known for resting and rotating guys. Um, Other teams that don't care, don't want to win, want to give some other guys a look. You're going to have a lot of those kind of Brooklyn teams. So you've got everybody doing a little bit of something different. So it creates a whole nother layer. We have to break down these teams, how they're going to play, usage, you know, the whole nine yards, defensive real plus minus versus the other team. But now we're having to reset also on the fact that where these teams are on how they're going to compete. So, you know, we're putting all of that into action here as we break these downs, break these teams down. And we're going to be specifically looking at certain teams that we feel are going to really compete for a purpose and a reason and want to play guys extended 30, you know, mid thirties minutes when it counts. So, I just wanted to mention that, uh, Andrew, because it is a new, a whole new situation, you know, something different.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The seedings for the playoffs are really starting to uh, shake out and uh, come into focus. And those are going to affect team motivations, sit, start, rest, how many minutes, all those factors. So we're going to sprinkle that information in that uh, that perspective as we go through this slate here.
0: Yeah. And, and just one, one other point with that is it's so weird because it's it's all about positioning. Nobody gives a hoot about who gets home court because there isn't a home court. Right. So it's all about, you know, for example, I mentioned to Andrew before I was listening to some of uh, the, some of the Mavericks uh, broadcasters talking and, and on their radio show today. And they're they're wanting to avoid the Clippers. And right, right. now they are, would play the Clippers. So they're playing the Clippers tomorrow. If they beat them, Clippers are in a dead tie with Denver. And, you know, I'm not sure Denver's a cup of tea either, but you know, according to the Mavericks organization, they're gunning more to play Denver than LA. So that puts a whole nother twist into it. You know, you have other teams maybe wanting to drop down a spot. Who knows? You know, it's, it's really odd, but it's going to affect all of these games, and that's what we're going to put into play. But uh, it is wild, man. It is it's it is interesting, but it's a lot of fun. So, all right, we're going to attack this. We've got uh, a couple of injuries I want to mention. I'm not going to go through the litany of nine million uh, injuries t- because some of them are sort of non-sequential at this point. But there are some that need to be mentioned. Goga Goga Bataze is. Uh, Questionable. He may take a few minutes for Miles Turner uh, in the rest of these games if he suits it up. So just something to keep in mind. And also Jakar Sampson. So Goga may get some time. Uh, Baines is still out. He's not been right. He had COVID before. He's not in great shape. Not feeling uh, terrific. So he is not in the mix uh, in that Phoenix rotation. The weird thing is Kelly Oubre Jr. is listed as doubtful, but at least he's on the board. I mean, how great a news is that? He wasn't expected to be able to play in this sucker at all with that. uh, You know, he had a a knee issue, actually a torn meniscus. And uh, it's sounding like if Phoenix can rally to get in that play-in game, play-in games for the playoffs, uh, Oubre may be available. So that would impact things big time. Um, Also, also Seth Curry uh, looks doubtful for the Mavs. So, you know, gives a little more option to Burke and a few of the, the possibilities there. Um, ought to see Malcolm Brogdon on the questionable list 50-50. You know, he had that neck issue. I was so fired up to play him when he was coming back. He was had the same designation and I, I just felt he was going to play because it wasn't a lower extremity or anything. And he did. He played great. Uh, but, I think they just want to be careful with him because the Pacers obviously are in the playoffs. So uh, right now they have him listed as questionable, something definitely to follow uh, throughout the day. I don't trust them to push him, but it affects the other guys on the team. It affects T.J. Warren, Aaron Holiday, you know, on down the line. So we need to follow that news. The other news is it looks like, and from what I read, it says 50/50 questionable. But I've got a feeling Westbrook is not going to play in this next game. He has a right quad contusion, and again, Houston is really not accomplishing anything uh, much, uh, you know, with their seating. So uh, I would I would think he may sit, and certainly affects dramatically the entire Houston roster. And we'll talk about that. Uh, Goran Dragic is is, uh, questionable. He did tweak his ankle pretty darn good. Can't imagine they're going to push him either. That shuffles the deck uh, in Miami, especially since Jimmy Butler's not playing. He is already rolled out uh, with his ankle. So that makes uh, a real difference in that Miami rotation. And, you know, we'll, we'll touch on that when we go through these games And uh, the last guy I want to mention is Patrick Beverly. He's already been ruled out with a strained calf um, for that Mavericks game. So uh, not only is he playing good, but old Mr. Reggie Jackson could be chickety chock 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 if uh, (laughs) things uh, play out the way I expect them to. So that's it. Those are the only ones I'm going to go over today, but they're all impactful uh, on this list. So... Uh, We'll go through the games one by one. We have three of the games uh, already listed on mybookie.ag for the line, so we'll go over those a little bit. Uh, We still are awaiting two lines there, but we'll post all of that in our Discord like we always do to to keep everybody up to date. All right, we're going to go to game one. We're going to start picking the brain of Mr. Andrew. Do you want to make any comment on that non-main slate? 1 30 p.m. Pelicans
1: Kings game? No, what we might do is give a uh a core for the DraftKings showdown to our members. So okay. uh if you're not a member, that's one more reason to jump in. We uh will do that from time to time, we'll give bonus lineups for uh additional slates. And by the way, if you're an NFL DFS player, we're gonna do a showdown slate for uh, every primetime NFL game will be covering all the showdowns uh, on, on both sides. So uh, make sure to jump in for that as well.
0: Very nice. Okay. All right. Well, let's dive then right directly into these main games. We have two 4 p.m. games. The first one is the Miami Heat at the Milwaukee Bucks. Two solid teams right there that uh, certainly could be a preview of an Eastern uh, contest. The line is not up, so we're just going to dive directly into this game. Uh, give me a breakdown here, and how do the, the guys uh, being out—well, uh, definitely Butler out, but possibly Dragic as well. How does that affect it for you?
1: Yeah, it affects it in a big way. Um, this is set up right now to be the Eastern Conference semifinal matchup, the one in the four seeds if they advance. Um but I don't trust Milwaukee at all right now. In a game, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, we saw with the Brooklyn game with Giannis and Middleton basically just playing the first half. So there's no way I'm going to play anybody on that team without knowing, uh, you know, ahead of time exactly what the minutes are going to be. And I don't expect to know that. So, uh, and I just don't think it's worth it. You know, they're so deep. Um, against a you know, solid Miami team. Don't expect it to be an extremely high-scoring game. So I'm, I'm going to pass on the Bucks And on the Miami side, it really is dependent on the final injury news. We know that Butler's out, so uh, that's the domino number one. Domino number two is Dragic. I'm really looking at that as a key piece of information. If he's out, then I do have some interest in Miami. Uh, starting with Bam at a bio, he's only 7-7 on DraftKings, averaging 47 against Milwaukee. Um, so there's a solid option. And then a guy who hasn't been playing very well, Mr. Nunn. Uh, fantasy point output here of 15, 13, and 6 in the bubble. Uh, that's just not that's just not what we're accustomed to. No. In his terrific rookie season, he's averaging though. Back in the old regular season, he averaged 33 points a game, fantasy points, against Milwaukee. His price is cheap. It's only 4.1. And, you know, the thing with the bubble is Dragic has been getting the majority of the minutes off the bench. So if he doesn't play, then I like none here uh, for GPPs because I don't think many people are going to play him with his production so far. So uh, there's one guy I'm looking at and also Tyler Hero. Again, if Dragic is out, it's one less guy in this, what can be a very crowded rotation. Um, but his last two games, he's had 25 and 22 fantasy points, and that is, has has included three assists in both games. So he's getting involved in, in distributing. We know he can stroke it. Uh, so you know that's where I'm going to look at Miami if we get the, get the news that Dragic is out. I mean, I'm on the same page with you, Andrew.
0: I really am. I mean, Milwaukee, I don't think Coach Bud likes daily fantasy sports because he <laughs> screws us over all the time. I mean, and he's, if, a, he's you, from you, the pop tree. Exactly. Pop tree. He messes with us. He tries to screw up our lineups because if you remember from the regular season before the shutdown, he pulled all the guys like five minutes before the game. You know, right. he's
1: Endeavor, notorious.
0: Yeah. And, and then he'll play guys and only play them a few minutes. and It's just a nightmare. So, you know, my immediate reaction was the same as yours. Just screw that. I'm not even going to mess with Milwaukee because yep. we just don't know what that rotation is going to be. And, you know, it, there's they're a pretty darn deep team where a lot of guys, you know, could scoop some minutes. So I'm not even going to go there uh, unless there's some big news. So follow us on Twitter. You know, I was I was saying earlier, our three step process, watch the video. We got will be the podcast will be up uh, all day tomorrow uh, and all night tonight. Uh, and and then check us out on Twitter and in our discord throughout the day, because uh, the news is going to be huge. I mean, they may announce guys are sitting. And, you know, if I hear, you know, uh, somebody is going to get a start. In extended minutes, maybe as somebody obscure like Sterling Brown or who knows, you know, they're all capable of putting up decent numbers if they're going to play 30 minutes. Even an Elias over or something really odd, it could be an awesome value play. So follow us on Twitter throughout the day at DFS Coach Talk. Um, I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He is at Language Olympic, and our man Shane is at. D E T sports chain and, uh, Freddie Mills is, uh, at Freddie Mills seven. So check us out there. Um, as far as Miami goes, unless I see they're, they're you know, uh, sitting, a, a multiple, multiple guys. I think Bam's a great play. I really do. I, I just think it's a bad matchup for Brooke Lopez. I think that he's playing great ball and, uh, His price, I think he's underpriced, which I haven't said that about anybody in a long time because they've been pricing everybody up, up, up on both sides. but I think his price is extremely fair uh, for his output, and he doesn't have to play 38 minutes to crush it. I mean, he could play 28 uh, and and be just fine because he's extremely active. He's not only going to get you rebounds and points, but he's going to get you decent assists and some blocks as well, so... I love uh, love him in this game. Um, I like I'm interested in both guys. I'm not going to play them both in the same lineup, but I'm with you. I think you have to consider Kendrick Nunn. However, he does not look like he's playing good ball at all. No confidence, uh, passing up shots, some turnovers. So. I'm more reluctant to play him but i I get he may get a better run and I'm sure Spolstra sees that and wants to try to get him going but i I, I love Tyler hero Tyler hero is my he's not gonna be a secret squirrel play because if if uh, dragon sits he's gonna get enough ownership but I played hero the other day at one percent ownership and he you know he only had 25 fantasy points but When you get somebody at at a minimum price like that, 25 works just fine. And he was in that uh, winning lineup for me. But I think, you know, he's playing good ball. And he can distribute. He can play a point, you know, type shooting guard position as well. Uh, I I think he's a terrific play here at the price that he's at. I can't see how he doesn't hit value. If Dragic is out, out, he's going to get maybe 30 minutes. I really think he will, uh, and if he does, I mean, that's just an absolute no-brainer crush play. So uh, he's more than likely going to be in all my lineups, uh, and GPP play, I think, a shot at none isn't a bad a bad move at all. But uh, after that, I don't know. Kelly olynyk has been the flavor of, of choice in the bubble so far, but, uh, you know, the prices are adjusting on him a little bit. Um, you know, you know he wanted to show out against his old team, the Celtics. So I, you would think there's a little regression in his, uh, in his window, but he is playing good ball, I gotta say. But uh, that's pretty much my feel for that one. And anything else? No, I'm ready for the next game. All right, next game, same time, 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, this game is interesting as well, especially if Brogdon sits. You got the Indiana Pacers at the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Phoenix playing really, really good ball. I mean, what a shot for for Booker between those two guys, you know, between George yeah. and and uh, and Kawhi, just amazing. But so this game is is very, very interesting. I, I, Phoenix has all the momentum right now. Uh, let's see. I think this one is actually up. It is. It has. The Pacers minus three and the over under 229 and a half. So this is an interesting game. What, what's your take?
1: Well, I do agree that the the biggest uh, X factor here is Brogdon. If he sits, then Oladipo is in play at 5.5 on DraftKings. Uh, TJ McConnell's in play at 4K. And he actually had a really good game against Phoenix in the regular season. So uh, you could look at the that backcourt a little bit for a one-off, and then you got to at least consider T.J. Warren. The guy's been lighting that bubble on fire. I'm surprised it's still intact. Uh, Yeah, 70, 69 fantasy points, and then you know his down game was 49 here. This last one, Um, he is expensive though on DraftKings. He's 8,400. So yeah, I I'm probably gonna fade him there. Uh, I think that's just too expensive, so I may end up not using any of the Pacers if Brogdon plays. On the Phoenix side, uh, I did make that note with Oubre being doubtful. Uh, I don't expect him to play, uh, so you could still look at Cam Johnson. He's a good price at 4,900. Um, that's probably that's probably about it for me. You know, Booker um, had that. Excellent game against the Clippers with that huge shot that you mentioned. Um, He didn't play well against Indiana. They did a pretty good job on him in the regular season. Um, So uh, you could go there. I I guess out of Booker and Warren in that similar price range, I'd probably rather go Booker. But um, I'm not going to get much exposure to this game. I like the next two games better.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you, man, they they just jacked up TJ Warren on both sites through the roof. I mean, he's he's now the uh, two, four, six, eight, ten. He's in the top ten price, highest price guys on the whole slate. Uh, he's sandwiched in between uh, Jokic and Porzingis at you know eighty uh, eight hundred on Fanduel. So, wow, you know that's that is a big big lift in price. I mean, there's no arguing the guy has earned that with his huge games, but I, you know, I just a guy that I paid, you know, 64 for in the first game and pay 88 for now. I mean, that's a hard pill to swallow. Um, Booker at 8000 is also pretty costly. Uh, You know, it's it's a hard game because I I like Phoenix in the fact that they're all in. They're going for it. So their guys are going to play and they're, you know, they're going to they're going to go after it. Yeah. I actually, and I usually have not played him often, but I think this could be the DeAndre Ayton game we've been waiting for. Um, Miles Turner is the most overrated defensive player in the league, in my opinion. I think he's terrible on the ball. He gets a few, he gets decent amount of blocks, in on the help side coming over. But I think Ayton can just chew him alive. So Ayton's going to be high on my list. Uh, I it's hard to stay away from Cam. Cam was so great for me the other day, and, you know, now everybody's on him because it looks like the kid's got it. He knows that's a big part of why they're uh, playing so well. And Mikhail Bridges is, is playing decent ball too. So I want exposure to Phoenix. I do want a few guys. Um, I'm not going to pay up for T.J. Warren, though. I agree with you there. Uh, the Pacers, the problem with, with the situation there – if Brogdon plays or not, I don't think he plays the full allotment if he's not 100% because they don't have a whole lot to play for. And their, their backcourt is so jammed up with good players. I mean, you know, McConnell plays solid, the Holiday Brothers. I mean, they've got a lot of guys. So if you want to take a GPP shot with one of those dudes, that's fine. But I just don't see in any of my cash builds having the courage to go to any of those guys. Uh, With T.J. being so overpriced, um, you know, the one thing I will say, though, is I don't know if you know this, but the Pacers got T.J. Warren from Phoenix for nothing. In fact, they actually gave Phoenix a second round pick to take him off their hands. They didn't want his salary. And I I followed it very closely at the time because – I always thought T.J. Warren was terrific, and if the Pacers didn't make the move, the Mavs had offered them the move. He was going to be a Mav. At what a small forward he'd have been in that group with Luka and uh, and Porzingis. So I'm just sick about that every time I think about it. But if he, you know, I've got to think that he's, you know, got that in his mind, and he's pissed about that. I mean, talk about disrespect. You give up a second round pick just to get rid of the guy. Right. Uh, so that makes me want to play him. And and I would assume most touts, most people out there are going to do what we just did. Say, oh, God, 8800 you know, $2,400 bump since the first game of the bubble. I can't play him. Maybe that's going to keep his uh, ownership down. Maybe that is a way to go. So let's, you know, I'm going to keep that. In play as a possibility on the T.J. Warren side. Um, I don't like anybody else for the Pacers at all. And I think Phoenix, you know, you can start with eight and look at Cam, look at Bridges, and and maybe go from there. Excellent. All right. We go to game three. Game three is the – I don't know these teams – (laughs) Clippers and Mavericks I can't say at Mavericks It's so funny There's no at anything Uh, That's a 630 TNT game So that'll make it fun We'll get to listen to Shaq and Charles uh, Chatting up uh, some noise About the Clippers and Mavericks Um, Let's see if that game's on my bookie It is Uh, You want to try to guess the line In the over under I haven't quizzed you in a long time I'm letting you off the hook uh, let's
1: see. Clippers and Mavericks. Um, yeah. I'm going to say Clippers minus four and a half, 224. Close on the, uh,
0: the, the line. The Clippers are minus four. So you almost hit that on the nuts. Now, here's an interesting thing that may make you want to play the over and roster some guys. It's 231 and a half which is hmm. super high for a Clippers game. But did you know who the number one offensive team is in the NBA?
1: Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks. Even so. without TJ Warren. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, so, you know, you got a combination of things here. First of all, you know, are the Clippers that fired up to – fend off Denver? Do they really give a hoot? I think probably they do. They'd certainly rather play the Mavericks than the Rockets in the playoffs. So, you know, the Clippers have something at stake here. Um, and the Mavericks, as we know, you know, they've already pretty much stated out front that they don't want to play the Clippers in the, in the first round. So, you know, this game has some validity to it. I think this is very stackable and I think there could be, uh, some real potential big numbers uh, coming out of this game. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I agree with everything you said. It got me excited about it um, until I saw some of the prices on DraftKings, at least. Yeah, it's uh, rough. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit rough. Plus, you know, we've got the, the the two elements here that are always in play. Clippers with the deep rotation and then the Clippers with the strong defense which makes it a little bit harder to play the Mavs. You know, I actually think that 231 number is a little bit high. When these two teams have played in the regular season, the totals have been 213 and 217. So um, it's, uh, it is it is a, a fascinating game. I, I do think both teams are going to want to win and play hard. So I would like to get some exposure here. And I think I'm probably just going to have to go with Luca uh, on the Mavs side. You know, the Clippers, not surprisingly, have a, done a great job shutting down THJ. Porzingis hasn't done much against them. Um, so even with Curry doubtful, um, I don't know if I can, you know, really trust any other perimeter player other than Luca. And if he's just going to gobble up 20 rebounds, I mean, why bother? You know, uh, we don't really need a running mate for him if he does it all himself. Uh, as for the Clippers you know with Pat Beverly out you got to start to look at these guards a little bit it's a little window of opportunity to you know get a little bit more usage with all these excellent players and on draftkings reggie jackson has been priced up to 5.8 so yep. the guy that i'm looking at actually is a discount a discounted lou williams for 5k lou chicken wing sweet lou sweet the... lou williams the sweet <laughs> sweet southern uh, chicken wings. Um, yeah, he had a decent uh, decent start with uh, about 20 minutes. I think he had 7-6-6 six, and six his first game in the bubble. Um, he's been good against the Mavs in the regular season. And again, at only 5K, a guy that I think is going to trend up in minutes and usage with Beverly out. So he's actually my favorite clipper on DraftKings. What and, do you have him uh, projected for minute-wise? I think he'll be... I think he'll he could easily be twenty six to twenty eight. Okay. Yep. So I he's my favorite Clipper, and then next on the list would probably be Paul George. You know he's he's cheaper than Kawhi, um, so that might be the third guy I was going to go if I really start to make it a more significant stack. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one?
0: Well, I mean. You know, unfortunately, <clears throat> we're in a salary based DFS world. Yeah. And, you know, I know, and I'm not saying anything negative about any other touts or anybody out there because I think everybody does a great job. But, you know, it's easy to say, you know, let's play this guy, this guy, this guy, George and Kawhi and, and Luca. And I mean, it's just, it's not feasible. So right. for me, um, I love this game. But I'm not going to go to the three big dough guys. I just don't see, you know, I don't want to chew up all my salary with Luca, Georgia, or Kawhi. I'm going with the next flight, and I'm going to look at Porzingis in this matchup. I think the guy that had his number and caused him a lot of trouble and kept him off the glass was Montrez Harrell, but he's not playing. So I think it gives the opportunity for Porzingis Uh, to really shine here. I think he'll step up. He's been playing fantastic anyway. I know he's a little costly, but not like those other three super high-priced guys. And, you know, I'm going to look at both uh, Lou Williams and uh, Reggie Jackson. I think they both are going to play a big role with Beverly out. The rest of the guys just aren't cutting it. Shamit and some of the other guys, they roll off the bench. They're just very... uh, obscure they're not going to be key players so you know i like the fact that that jackson and williams i think will will get a lot of the perimeter shots i'm i'm not sure how hard they'll extend Kawhi and paul george considering they've been playing more minutes than i've ever seen doc play them especially Kawhi, and they played all the way down to the wire in that phoenix game so you know if there's anybody that you know takes a little slack in a minute away. Doc will do that, especially with Kawhi. So, I, I'm hoping some of that usage floats over to uh, you know Lou Williams and, and, uh, and uh, Reggie Jackson. So, I'm looking at, at those two, and Porzingis on the Maverick side uh, probably is going to be my three play here. Um, I wouldn't mind getting one more piece of exposure, but I've got to double check on salary. But I'm probably going to fade the big expensive guys in this spot, just trying to make all the salary work. And you know, I do have a few key players that are a little costly
1: that I want to get in there. Yeah, I just want to mention on Fanduel, those guards are even cheaper. I Lou know Williams is is 4700. And yeah. Reggie Jackson's only four thousand, so it's just very automatic there, very attractive over there. I'm
0: putting both in my FanDuel lineup. I'll just tell you that right now. Yep. But DraftKings is a little bit different. You're gonna yep. probably only need to use one of them, but uh, you know, and and when you look at Porzingis, I know he's a little expensive, but considering the fact of of how some of these guys are priced, I think with his potential, you know, at 86. Anytime you're sub-nine and you can be 30 and 15 with four or five blocks, which I think he's capable of doing, I know that's a little hefty, but, I mean, I think he can get that done. Uh, He is $200 more than Kawhi, though, which is sort of bizarre. Yeah. But it is what it is. The pricing is getting weirder and weirder as these games go. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's move to game four of the five main slate games. Uh, and that one is going to be uh, an 8 o'clock Eastern game, Portland Trailblazers Trail at the Denver Nuggets. And let's see if mybookie.ag does not have that game
1: posted. Uh, so let's, uh, let's break it down. So this one um, I'm excited about. I think both teams are really going to get after it. Portland's in the 9 seed. Obviously, they're trying to push to get in the playoffs or at least the play-in game. Denver in that three seed. Um, they want to they want to avoid Houston, so they're in that two three seven dance with uh, the Clippers and the Mavs. Right. Uh, so a lot a lot at stake here on this slate for those for those teams out west. Um, you know, I, I wanted to mention too before you break
0: it down is. I don't know, but I've tried, like, hell to talk in and given this Michael Porter Jr. kid a shot.
1: Are,
0: are you going to yeah. finally roster the guy, or what's going on? Uh,
1: maybe I'll finally give him a shot after 59 fantasy points and 54. Yeah, maybe he's got a little something. I, I
0: heard he's a great kid, you know?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I laughed when I heard the podcast this morning uh, with you and Shane uh, talking about that so Good stuff. But yeah, yeah. The, the question is, do we go three in a row with him? Yeah, at, at 6,400 on DraftKings, he just might, he just might fit here. Just might have to get him in. We've got uh, Jamal Murray, Barton, Harris still out, so usage is still there for him, and he's taking advantage of it. He's got to be you know, sky high with confidence now after those two 30-point games. So, um, you know, he's capable of of outscoring Jokic again and he's 3000 cheaper. So um yes, he's been priced up dramatically, but you know, so just compare him to Porzingis. You talked about Porzingis going 30 and 15. Porter Jr is doing the same thing for 2000 cheaper. Yeah. So um you know, against Portland and their 27th ranked defense, I, I do think you have to consider him. I, I probably will play him in the majority of my lineups. Um, I may look at Monte Morris here again. He's been steady with Porter these last two games, two straight 30 fantasy point nights. He's only 4.7 on DraftKings. Those are my two favorite nuggets. And for Portland, you know, because of this matchup and both teams wanting to win, I, you know, initially I was thinking, let me stack this game as much as possible. But, you know, then I, I recalled, you uh, what Denver started doing to Mr. Lillard with Torrey Craig guys, a great perimeter defender. You and I, uh, you know, witnessed that the last time these guys played in the regular season, we talked about it before the podcast started. Uh, I think that's a really important dynamic here because you, you want to get Lillard here, but uh, Craig can shut him down like almost nobody else. So I may just go ahead and fade the Portland backcourt and, you know, then the the real question for me is, do we get Nurkic in here? And he's been ultra consistent here, uh, playing terrific in the bubble, but he's expensive. So, um, I, you know, I, I I like the spot for him again with the way he's playing, um, but I'm not, I won't be able to fit him into all my lineups at that price tag.
0: Well, uh, for me, this is my favorite game, uh, hands down, my favorite game on the slate. I will have three or four guys from this game uh, on all my cash in GPP uh, lineups. Um, from the Denver side, I, you know, you, you can't deny what the kid is doing. Porter's getting the minutes, and he's producing. And Portland's not good defensively at all. So I think Porter at that price, uh, you know, you gotta consider him. I'm certainly gonna consider him. I do like Monte Morris as well. Portland's backcourt, not known defensive-wise at all. So I think he's still getting the majority of those minutes with all those guards still out for Denver. Uh, And I think he's still somewhat fairly priced. So another value guy uh, that you can look at at from that side of the ball. Um, On the Portland side, uh, I have my strongest play on the entire slate that I'm going to save for our Discord and our members. Uh, two nights ago, when we did this together, that's what I did with AD. And I know people are saying, oh, yeah, anybody could pick AD. Well, you know, he wasn't as owned as he normally is. And he was my yeah, he 100% loan. He was. Yeah, he was 26% in my one con- contest and 34% in the other, which is dirt low for him. I mean, he's always 50%. Uh, but You know, he only dropped, what, 74 uh, fantasy points that day. (laughs) Uh, I have a guy in this game that I think can drop 65 easy. And I'm ecstatic about rostering him. So definitely join DFSCoachTalk.com, get in our Discord, and I will roll that guy out. But I am going to have two from the Denver side, two from the Portland side, and this will be my key game of the night. Excellent. All right, we have one left. It is the nine PM Eastern game. Second game on TNT, the double header. Lakers and Rockets. We do have a line for mybookie.ag, and we're gonna give you a chance to go for a second line and see if you can nail this one. Lakers in Houston? Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, they just took the line down. See, I knew it. You got saved by do you did you hit your My Bookie Red Alert uh, <laughs> There's
1: no way they, they can the have the line a safe, is down. There's no way they can have a safe a safe lineup here at this point for Westbrook being questionable. I think there's a chance A D and or LeBron sit. So well, uh, they they took it down. They had it up, even
0: with Westbrook as questionable. So Watch the news. When they take lines down, that usually means somebody else ain't playing. So we need to watch this one
1: closely. So go ahead. Let's get right into the breakdown. All right. Well, maybe we should just predict that AD and LeBron are going to be out at the back-to-back. They just got whooped by OKC. Um, You know, they probably need a break. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if one or both of them sit. And, you know, then that's going to open up a ton of value. I mean Kuzma is just you know going to be way too cheap if that happens at 4.5 on DraftKings. Uh, Caruso at 3.4 on DraftKings. You know he's one of these value guys who's already in the rotation, paying off value as it is. And if LeBron's not playing, he's going to get a lot more usage. So um well, let's just say we have no news whatsoever that those guys aren't going to play. We're right. just making presumption presumptions here (laughs) we are we are so um you know i i think we might as well because if those guys play if if lebron and ad play i'm not playing him anyway right you know because i don't know how many minutes they're going to play they don't need to win this game um so basically the only way i am going to play lakers is if they're out um so that's that's the Lakers side for me with Houston, I'd like to play Westbrook. He's been excellent in this matchup. Harden has not. Um, but like you said, a good chance Westbrook sits. Um, I'd say, you know, let's let's stay tuned on that one. Because um, I, I think Houston really wants to keep winning. Um, so I, I think there's a chance he'll fight through it. If he does, he's certainly in play for me. And uh, then House and Cummington, you look at these value guys – they they would be in play for me as well.
0: Did you happen to notice what Coach Stotts did at Portland against Harden there for about a quarter and a half? Well, that was when my power was out, but I'm guessing they doubled him. They did. They ran that double and made him kick the ball and then went four on three. And I'm telling you, some of these good defensive coaches like Coach Stotts, he was the defensive coach for the Mavericks when they won the championship, by the way, you know, before he took the Portland job. And uh, I I love that strategy. I've been calling for that all year. And when teams do it, it, it you know creates a lot of problems. So as far as this game goes, I do not want to touch this game with a twenty foot pole because I with if Westbrook sits, I can't imagine they don't run some doubles at Harden. I mean, it just wouldn't make any sense to force somebody else to beat you. I mean, if you're gonna if Kevin House or Daniel House, I mean, who's Kevin House? I think he's a football player, wasn't he? Never heard of him. <laughs> Daniel House, I'm going to have to look that one up. Uh, but if, if one of those guys or PJ or somebody makes 73s, you know, so be it. But, I, you know, I don't trust the fact of how they'll defend Harden. Now, you know, if they decide they, they don't care much about the game and it's the scrubs, you know, Harden could go crazy because we know D'Antoni has – a mind uh, that doesn't work well as far as sitting guys or not uh, running up the score or doing whatever. So, you know, for me, I don't really want Harden for the reason that I stated on on the defensive side, but uh, certainly dangerous um, if LA is going to mail it in. As far as the LA side goes, I'm with you. I don't trust a single thing right now as far as who's going to play or what, but this is what I'm going to suggest. And it worked for me tonight in my cash games Shane and I did this last night, is I left two spots uh, where I took two guys from this game. And because both uh, FanDuel and DraftKings has late swap, I I left those two spots in there uh, for two guys in the late game to see what the news was, to see if I wanted to change anybody out or keep them in there. And this may be a great case for that because, you know, if they do sit some main guys, like you said, all of a sudden – you know, uh, those secondary guys uh, for the Lakers become monsters. You know, Pope, uh, Caruso, certainly Kuzma, you know, on down the line. I would maybe they'll play Howard now and Mickey Who knows? We have to see all that. And uh, I want to have a few of those spots open for value because what may happen is, you know, if some huge value opens and they're going to start a couple of those guys and sit a bunch of people that does give you the pathway to, to get a hardener or a Luke or somebody in there because you have that additional value. So leave those options open in my opinion mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and then run with it from there. I think that's the best way to approach this game. I agree. All right, man. I think that's it. We got them all. We are, we have got them all. So Tomorrow's going to be another full day. We have a podcast tomorrow, again, as we do seven days a week for the NBA. But we will be fervently watching the PGA and MLB, uh, which we're providing DraftKings and FanDuel lines and uh, Coach's Clipboard for. So we got action all over the place, man, no doubt about it. So I want to thank our two presenting sponsors, MyBookie.ag and TVG.com. Go to either one, use the promo code COACHTALK to get phenomenal offers from both. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, uh, DFS underscore Talk. Um, YouTube, which you're watching now, if you're watching us, please hit the thumbs up and the subscribe alert button. Uh, those help us in the algorithms to get... Uh, notice more on there and and get up the rankings when people are searching for DFS. So we really, really appreciate that. And if you're listening to us audio wise through Spotify, iTunes, Apple podcast, Podbean, we're on everywhere. Podcast can be heard. Uh, Specifically iTunes. If you can go there for us, takes like 15 seconds. Give us a five star, just a one or two word or one line, uh, you know, uh, positive response in there. And we're going to have a uh, co- uh, drawing at the end of August for a one month free membership for, from all the people that put a five star and a positive review. So definitely appreciate that as well. And uh, I think I forgot to mention for the first time ever yesterday, now that I think about it, is our charity of choice here at DFS coach talk. And that's mom 3org M a M B a. O-N-T-H-R-E-E dot org. Wonderful, wonderful charity set up by the Bryant family. All right, man. I think we got this one in the in the books. Doubleheader Wednesday is behind us, and uh, now we just got to rake in all the cash.
1: That's right. That's the job for tomorrow, rake in all the cash and start to prepare for the next slate. So join us for the NBA podcast tomorrow as well. Terrific. Thank you very much.
0: And you know, for our whole DFS Coach Talk team and for my partner in crime here, Mr. Andrew Hansen. I am coach, affectionately known as Joe Sarbati, vice versa. <laughs> we will catch you again tomorrow when we look to what are we gonna do, Andrew? We're gonna crush it in DFS. In, in DFS. Good night.